So I'm talking to a wonderful human named Aaron. Um, Aaron, do you want to share your last name at all, or we just want to just stick to uh, Yeah, uh, Aaron Hollander. Aaron Hollander. Uh, we crossed paths at, at uh, Adrian's art show because it was actually your mom who met Adrian, the artist, just out and about. Uh, do, you, do you remember what that story was all about? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird. How everything went down, actually, was my mom went to a event at a place called the pink martini i think it's called uh, yeah it's a great little restaurant um, in plaster county yeah and so my mom was there one day i was out here in reno i was doing i can't remember what what in the world i was doing my mom hits me up and goes hey i just ran into this guy he was a marine and now he's a he's a artist out here and you know placer or wherever wherever that pink martini bar is at mm-hmm. She's like, I gave him one of your cards. You should uh, look him up. Like she gave me his uh, Instagram, you know, handle. And was like, maybe you should look him up. Maybe see if you guys can do something together or whatnot. And my mom knows how like I'm all about helping veteran businesses. And to, any... and to that point, I think it, we should introduce the the Wooby Brothers apparel. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, that that's that's um, ultimately where this ties all together. Um, but it, it's just so crazy how by happenstance, your mom was at an event where where Adrian was at a fellow veteran. It's just like it was it was kismet that you guys had had to connect. So uh, tell tell the audience about Wooby Brothers Apparel and what what you're all about. So yeah, I own Wooby Brothers Apparel. We started in December of 2019. Quick little background into how it started sounds super dumb but i i had a dream one night and i woke up the next morning like in a panic of this product that came to me in this in a dream made out of uh the wooby which the wooby is a nickname for a poncho liner which is a piece of equipment issued to us in the military it's issued mainly to combat arms like jobs mm-hmm. not all branches get issued a wooby or a poncho liner and not necessarily everybody was ever issued one back in the day they only issued them out to uh, special forces back in the vietnam era when it first got introduced it's kind of like a lightweight blanket for special forces to carry around the jungle with them instead of you know sleeping bags and things like that woke up with a crazy dream and this was like september-ish of 2019 started doing research i can't i can't really say what the product that i had a dream about was because i'm still in development of it oh nice um it's been difficult because there's a lot of structural things that i need to work out okay on just just some design flaws but hopefully here soon we could we could launch them but i called my brothers who also served in the army and i told them about the idea and they're like dude that's freaking crazy that sounds sounds amazing how the hell are you gonna do this i was like i I have no clue. <laughs> so I created a, uh, or well, I started Googling things, you know, and bouncing around the internet, first seeing if any company carried something similar. Yeah, sure. Couldn't find anything. Then I started looking up different manufacturers, places to get the uh, material, people to help me out with the manufacturing process, patents, things like that. I stumbled eventually on trying to figure out how to get it funded because at this point I was actually in between doing wildland firefighting and not having a job. Oh, man. So I did wildland firefighting for a f- couple years. Damn. Um, over the last few years, fought the fire out in paradise, things like that. And um, Thank you. So I was kind of in between, like, not no more fire season. 
having a disagreement with the employer that I worked with about how things were being run mm-hmm. uh, because I think about saving lives and other things and unfortunately fighting fire can get political and unfortunately sometimes it's not all about saving lives apparently which irritated me so I had questions that I rose to certain people and they didn't like it but long story short I'm in between things I don't know what I'm doing trying to figure out my next step and uh, stumbled onto Kickstarter and was like I guess I'll see what this is about because I hear you know I watch Shark Tank and things like that yeah We'll see if uh, maybe, you know, Kickstarter, how this works. Maybe I can raise money to start this this company, this product. It's important to point out at this point, it's still the end of 2019 where you're going through this process with the yeah. with the looming pandemic just around the corner. Just around the corner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Such great timing Insight, with this. You know, hindsight, 2020, all that stuff. Yeah. And so <laughs> eventually I work up, I guess, I don't know, courage or whatever. I, I start putting together a Kickstarter campaign. What I didn't know was the there was a button that I hit it right at the end. And I guess it was a submit button. I didn't know that. Uh-oh. I thought it was just like a, I thought it would ask me to review yeah. my, my, um, my campaign. Yeah. And so I hit this button all of a sudden it's like, oh, you submitted your campaign. Like we'll notify you in a couple of days if it's approved. Oh, I'm like, oh God. shit. <laughs> I'm like, uh, okay, well, I just put random shit for like all the information, like nothing in there was one, either not true or two was not feasible. I was just like, there's no way in hell anybody at Kickstarter that's reviewing these would approve the monstrosity that I just submitted. Well, in in the submission, in this form, you, you submit it. What was there anything close to what you would actually wanted, or were you literally I, just like typing stuff in to, just to try it out? Uh, a little bit of both. Okay, all right. Um, <laughs> I, I I had some like I at, at first my whole I wasn't even thinking about Wooby hoodies. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, like uh, like I said, my main focus was this other product, but I put down like Wooby hoodies as part of like the uh, you know like if you pledge a certain amount. Uh, okay, like an could, incentive type of thing, right? An incentive, yeah. right? And so I just put down like a, a Wooby hoodie, a Wooby blanket. I put down some Wooby things that aren't, uh, I haven't come out with yet. <laughs> right. Um, just, <laughs> I, I put dumb things in there, to be honest with you. Literally, like the description was absolutely ridiculous. There was, it wasn't called Wooby Brothers Apparel at first. I don't even know what, to be honest, I don't even remember what I titled it. <laughs> Literally like two days, I want to say it was like a day and a half goes by and all of a sudden I get these, I got a couple emails from Kickstarter and I was like, oh, what are these? And I open them up and I see first one saying your campaign's been approved. And then I see like two or three other emails of people that have pledged. No way. And I was like, oh shit. (laughs) And one of the, one of the pledges, they also wrote a message and in the message it said, I know what a Wooby is. I was in the military, but you better seriously think about redoing this campaign. I don't even know why I pledged money to this. This is the most outrageous thing I've read, (laughs) but you really need to get this fixed because it seems like a scam. I was like, oh my God. So I hopped on Kickstarter and just started like going at it, just like revamping the whole thing. So when you, at this point, you're able to finally review what you wrote. Yeah. So I started editing all sorts of shit in there. I'm talking about, I'm calling my brothers. I'm like, dude, what the fuck do I do? Started spitballing. We're like, what, what, like, what do we even call? What can we even call the company? You know, we got to call the, we got to, 
have like a name for this company. Mm-hmm. Started spitballing a bunch of names and eventually we came to Wooby Brothers Apparel. Kind of has many different meanings behind it. One of the reasons why I called it Wooby Brothers was the intention of bringing my two other brothers who were in the army, having them jump into the company, be a part of it. The brothers in the military were, you know, all brothers and sisters in arms. Mm-hmm. So that's where the brothers as well plays a factor into the name there. All of a sudden, the Kickstarter just started gaining traction. Um, but I set, unfortunately, I put a outlandish goal. <laughs> we didn't reach it. Oh, okay. Um, so we didn't, you know, we didn't get funded. All those people got their money back. Yeah. But just before the campaign ended, I should say even way before that, I launched the Kickstarter end of October, beginning of November. By the end of November, beginning of December, I ran into a guy by the name of Tyler, who is now my one of my business partners. He reached out to me. I was networking on some veteran Facebook groups for business stuff, and I was sharing the Kickstarter campaign. Uh, and he reached out to me and said, hey, man, like, how's the campaign going? I was like, you know, it's going good. But the problem is I put such a stupid target goal that it there's no way in hell we're going to reach it. And so we're not going to end up getting funded. All that money goes, because I don't get any of it. It all sits in like a Kickstarter account until you hit your goal. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it goes back to everybody. And he's like, would you like a business partner? And so literally, I talked with this guy for 10, 15 minutes, never met him in my life. And within like two days, he's wiring money for me to start the business, getting wow. the LLC, buying product. All sorts of stuff. Ended up getting the business rolling. And then December 22nd, we like officially launched and sold our first Wooby hoodie. When you first started the the Kickstarter campaign, the official one. Yeah. You Did you have the mission set in place on what you wanted to do? So, yeah, that was one thing that's always been since the beginning, the helping homeless veterans. Mm-hmm. And so like with that, every every product we sell we take a large portion of the profits and nonprofits are tricky because you know they only have to spend a very small percentage on the actual cause itself mm-hmm. and so much of it can go to um you know administration and things like that right and i've dealt with nonprofits in the past also like nonprofits where I've needed help in the past when I was in my car or uh, on the verge of being homeless for many many years I was one day from being homeless mm-hmm. me and my family so I've I've gone through a lot of nonprofits looking for help it's funny cuz you go through you go to some of these bigger nonprofits like I've gone to to try and get help and they just kind of like oh we don't have funding and you're like you're like one of the largest nonprofits in the veteran community mm-hmm. How the hell can you not help me with a thousand dollars rent? You know, <laughs> makes you wonder why they even have the doors open. Yeah, like uh, why, why, why do you even tell people you help people with this? But I right. come in here and I have a lot of stories about certain organizations that have just shut me out. That's so awful. I didn't want to. Our main thing is we're kind of skeptical who we work with, uh, in a way that like we make sure they actually do what they say they're doing. You have a vetting process, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. and so. We take uh, that portion of profits that are being donated and kind of those get put into uh, a separate account or pot, as you, as we call it. And what we do with that money is take it upon ourselves to use that money to go out and help homeless veterans ourselves, uh, not rely on any nonprofit to do it for us. Mm-hmm. Taking matters in, in your own hands, right? 
yeah, I know what I can do and what I'm capable of. And I trust myself more than trusting some nonprofits. There's a lot of good nonprofits out there. The one we just did that raffle for the Enduring Campaign. Uh, that's one of them. And we're going to be doing a lot more work with them uh, as far as we're going to be using that portion that we are putting aside for homeless vets. We're probably going to be making, you know, monthly or quarterly donations to that nonprofit. Mm-hmm. But we still like to do things ourselves as well. Uh, and what we do is we put together these care packages, essentially go out and hand deliver them. Kind of a pain in the ass uh, <laughs> because it's very hard to uh, find them, especially nowadays in some areas, the all the COVID um you know, protocols and stuff like here in Reno, the uh, open the convention center to all the homeless. And so they like come all into this convention center. Mm -hmm. And so I would go drive up and down all of downtown Reno. It was like a ghost town. Yeah. All last year. We've been getting out there and finding as many as we could and giving them these care packages full of one, the Wooby blanket and a bunch of hygiene supplies, hydro flasks to collect water in, whatever whatever they need it for, tents, sleeping bags, food. I put some homeless veterans in hotel rooms for a few nights just to get off the street, get a shower, things like that. Hold on. Let me try my computer just rebooted. Let me okay. let me I apologize. No, no worries. I don't know why my phone just all of a sudden decided to do the same thing my computer did. That's super weird. I'm operating off some janky equipment. <laughs> Tinfoil, rabbit ears, mo- 56K yeah. modem. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what is going on. Once I get all my moving into a new house here at the end of the month. So, oh, Congratulations. Finally bought a house. So hopefully we'll fix all these issues with some better internet. Well, well, that's awesome. But I mean, we use those care packages as a main way to help give give back to the homeless vets, as well as like I said, well, main thing as well as like I think I was talking to you about this is like just sitting down and talking to them. Yeah, um, the, the the care packages themselves are very reminiscent of something that would probably be. It looks to me that it would be something that would be issued to a soldier out in the field, and I, I wonder yeah. if there's some. I think you could probably speak to this better than I can. That it probably is a welcoming uh, gift to a veteran, just because it it it's almost like they're getting their rations back in order. It's almost like uh, when you're in basic training, or if you're deployed, your family sends you like a care package. Yeah. And, you know, they're only you're only allowed to receive certain things. You know, like hygiene supplies and whatnot. You can't in like basic. They can't send you. Your family can't like send you like a bunch of candy and books and things like that like when you're deployed sure that's a different story you get a different kind of different things in your care packages once you've gone through basic training and stuff mm-hmm. like that but yeah it's just uh you know it's like a, it's a cinch bag we use these cinch bags with our logo on them mm-hmm. so that's we have a thing called a bag drop where you buy a bag for $17.76 we send you a cinch bag and then we take a cinch bag and load it up with hygiene supplies and go find homeless veterans to give them to. And that's where we also add in the Woody blanket as well to those. And we use the money that we get, some, the profits from our all our products to buy those items, like the Woody blankets and things like that to throw in the bags, as well as we work with several companies that have uh, actually donated items to put in the bag, uh, which is really cool. K-Bar Soap, which is a marine-run company. That guy, he sent me probably like 100 pounds worth of bars of soap. Damn. That he makes. 
we add those into the bags. There's another company out here in Reno called that's veteran owned. It's called Outlaw Soaps. And they donated a bunch of like uh, shampoo and conditioners and things like that that we load into the bags. So fantastic. You know, it's nothing that'll 100% like completely change these guys' lives and make them rich. No, but know? a little dose of home, um, a little, little, you know, piece of a comfort. But it, the main thing is, is the care packages are just one thing. The main thing that behind it is me being able to at least go and talk to them when I'm handing out the bags. Yeah. That's where I try and make the most difference. And eventually my main goal with Willoughby Brothers is to be able to make enough money to be where I can kind of do somewhat something similar to there's an organization that does a few similar things where they buy like some land and put some tiny homes on it so so, something like that buy like a you know plot of land build some uh, like a barrack style type setup you know essentially like a shelter um you know load it up with everybody's got a little personal room maybe some common bathroom areas or whatever common kitchen areas eventually hopefully as well have uh, you know, warehouses where I can essentially go travel around, mm-hmm. pick up these homeless vets and be like, come with me, move to wherever we're based out of at this that point, you know, whether it's Reno or wherever, mm-hmm. come to me, I'll, I'll transport you wherever it is. You know, if I got to drive down to Texas and get you, come down to Texas, bring you wherever we're at and uh, put you to work, pay you, you know, I and then hopefully have like a shelter set up where, not only can I pay you and have you work for me, but I can also house you, you know? That's such and, a fantastic idea because it, it, it gets people back on their feet. That's, yeah. that's my ultimate goal. That's where I see the company going, hopefully in the future. That's where we're headed, hopefully. It almost sounds uh, very similar to the story that you shared with me about yourself. Do you, do you mind sharing that with the audience of, of about yeah. you had kind of a similar story of what your, your vision is? Because what you were telling me at the art show is that a lot of veterans don't want to ask for help. And so even before COVID, I'm sure it was difficult to find those that, that uh, wanted it because yeah. they, they just didn't want to ask for it. That's a big thing, too, is that veterans were taught, at least to my profession. So I was a Cav Scout in the Army, which is reconnaissance. Us in infantry, we do the same thing. It's just as scouts working a little bit smaller of a group. We go out ahead of everybody else and scout out enemy areas, things like that. And so the community that I was brought up in, in the military was, even though it was kind of newer age training and stuff like that, and, you know, uh, the army in the military or well, the military in general, uh, kind of getting more softer in certain things. You can't put your hands on recruits, things like that. It was still, when I was coming up through Fort Knox and basic training, you had to be like a, a freaking man. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, there was no whining. There was no crying, asking for help, nothing. You did everything on your own. If you couldn't do it on your own, you were going to get shit kicked out of you in, in mentally, physically, whatever it was. I still had a recruiter. He put his hand, he choked some of us out. He punched a couple of us. He ended up getting in trouble. Somebody ratted on him. But to me, I thought that was what was supposed to be happening. My uncle was back in the day. He was he was old school army. He told me all the horror stories of basic training. I thought that was how things went. Apparently not. You're brought up, especially in the combat arms world, to not ask anybody for help. You don't, don't accept handouts, and you do everything yourself. Right. You you help your brothers out, 
but that was to the extent of it. You know, you help your to the guy to your left and your right. But other than that, you know, you don't expect any help from anybody, essentially. I got out and it wasn't due to me wanting to get out. I actually wanted to stay in. I was one of those kids that when I joined, I wanted to go do it for life. I wanted to be in till I died. Unfortunately, in 2014, there was this mass drawdown where we were trying to save money. Essentially, we were prepping for a deployment back to Afghanistan back to similar area where we just had gotten back from. I had lost a couple friends. And so I was, I had full intentions of deploying back there, trying my best to make sure nobody else got killed. I was married at the time. I had, well, still married, but I was married with uh, my son, getting ready to deploy. And then all of a sudden, and my wife was pregnant with my daughter. All of a sudden, they call us out into formation and tell us, hey, I'm gonna, we're going to call a bunch of names. You're going to line up over here. And then everybody else is going to, you, you need to leave after this. So they start calling names. And I'm looking around because my name got called. So I go line up. And I lined up with a bunch of senior enlisted guys. And so I was like, oh, maybe this is, this is like the Advon party. So this is the guys that, you know, we're going to go first on the first plane, way ahead of everybody else, start getting things set up. That's what we were all we all had. We were all looking around. It was all a bunch of guys that have, you know, been there before and looking around. All of a sudden, they kick everybody else out, and a guy brings out this huge stack of papers and uh, just starts walking down the line, giving them to us. And I start reading it, and it's just like, "Oh, thanks for your service, uh, but your ETS date's been moved, and you're getting out." Oh my god! I was like, "Whoa, what? I don't want to get out. What is this?" It's like. Like, yeah, well, you got no choice. You got to get out. And by the way, you're, you know, what your ETS date was a couple months down the road. Now it's in, you know, two and a half, three weeks. Oh my gosh. So you, you have so, no idea what you're going to do next, right? Oh, I had no plans. Yeah. Like I said, I, my plans were to stay until I got shot in the face or was an old general, right. you know, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, yeah, we get those papers, start having to get out. I'm, fighting it i'm going to all my commanders uh everybody trying to fight this and say no no no, no. i want to re-enlist what is this like i, I don't even want to re-enlistment bonus nothing like i'm not trying to get out of deployment like literally send me go i'll go first whatever it takes like wow. for me to stay in and uh they're like nope sorry see ya five days after i ets my daughter was born i'm living in colorado springs I have no idea what in the hell uh, to do with my life because I've trained to kick in doors, shoot guns, and uh, do all this other stuff. And now I'm sitting at home, out of the Army, brand new daughter, no clue what the hell to do. I'm in Colorado Springs. I'm not from there. I'm originally from the Bay Area. I pack up the family, head to California and lived with some family for a minute and was just getting phone calls and messages from my buddies overseas about so-and-so just got hit yesterday. So-and-so's gone, all this stuff. And I'm just like losing my mind. Started dealing with a bunch of survivor's guilt type stuff and and other things and just listening to buddies come like, not make it back, committing suicide, all sorts of things. And it really, I just pushed myself into this like deep, dark hole 
and me and my wife were getting into a lot of fights and whatnot. We were together. We weren't together. Uh, ended up in my car and was out on the street several times, not knowing what I was going to do. I was in and out of jobs. I didn't know anybody in Montana. Just kept sinking. Just kept getting worse and worse into alcohol. Never drugs, but just in a bad, bad spot mentally. Got into a fight with the VA. I almost got gotten handcuffs, uh, put in handcuffs because of that. Eventually, this guy who's a Marine saw me, started hanging out with me talking to me every time he'd come by, bought me some food, told me one day, he's like, you know what, come with me. And took me to his house, got me showered up, bought me, got me a haircut, bought me some stuff. And uh, I started working at the Missoula airport where he worked after that. Nice. Wow. And kind of changed my life around and uh, got back with my wife. Just recently had our third kid. And ha- so. and I got to see you in action as, as dad and... <laughs> and husband and it, it looks you look so happy to be where you're at now and i'm so grateful that oh, yeah. that uh that fellow uh saw you out on the street and and gave you that hand and lifted you up at the time that you needed it most it's just such a fantastic story yeah and that's that's like so that goes back to why we do what we do with Willie brothers is i i don't want to the analogy, I can't remember the analogy, somebody somebody brought it, we were talking, I was talking to somebody about it, and they're like, essentially, you're, what he told me, is like, you don't just walk by and toss the shovel to somebody while they're down in the hole. Right. You hop in the hole and, you know, help dig you it let with them, them boost off your back to get out, or you help dig them out yeah. uh, by getting in the hole with them. And so that's that's what we're about at Wilby Brothers, is getting into the hole with you. I haven't been in everybody's situations, you know, I've been, I've, I had a little bit of a a setback and some experience in it, but my main thing is I'm not going to just walk by and toss out some information or say, Oh, Hey, check this out. Or here's some money. And then just, or here's one of our bags. Like let me snap a photo and drive on by. Like, Mm -hmm. no, that's not what we do. I I've helped out so many veterans and I haven't taken pictures and that's because I, I forget. I don't, I'm not there for the, I, I start talking with these guys and I get into such a good conversation with them and we start talking about life. And I mean, I sat down with this one guy and not too long ago and he, man, it was so sad. He, all he, all he wanted to talk about was, um, was heroin. And I was like, man, he was so like, just uh, infatuated, obsessed, obsessed with, with it. it. Yeah, and I, I sat there and I talked with him. I don't even know for how long. And by the end of it, you know, he kind of, we had a little bit of a moment where we, I finally, I think I broke through to him. Um, unfortunately, I haven't been able to find him to be able to check on him. Um, I've, I've been looking for him, but I haven't seen him around. Um, but, you know, hopefully it's moments like that where uh, that helps make that difference because that's what made it with me. That, uh, that human connection. Um, yeah. That's so much better than if you virtue signal, let me take a selfie with you because I'm giving you a care package. It, yeah. It, it needs or to just get root walk back. by and let me drop some change in your cup and keep yeah. walking. Like, no, I, no. I, 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 I can't do that. I can't just walk by. Like you can ask my wife, like we'll be driving down the road and I'll see a guy standing on the corner of the road and I'll like, like whip around yeah, yeah. <laughs> and go, go, go talk to him, you know, and 
uh, even during COVID, I was like, you know, get my car. Like, come on, let me let me take you to go get some food. Nice. I hop in my car, I'll drive. You know, I'm gonna shake your hand. Like, I, I don't know. I'm I'm the COVID thing. I was just I kind of was blind. I'm get blind to it when I see see people in need. I was like, get in my car, yeah, shaking their hands, giving them a hug. Like most people wouldn't touch these guys with a ten foot pole. And so you give one of these guys like a hug or a good handshake and like, Hey brother, I'm here with like anytime, like you need something come by right here. I'll see you tomorrow on this out in front of, you know, the grocery store here. If you're in the area, come meet me at this same time out here. I'll come get you. We'll go get some food. Man, that, you know, that so, act of kindness is just what being a good human is all about. And oh, yeah. you're, you're such an, you're such a good person and good and an angel to these people. But because, you know, I, I, I feel that if you could just lead by example and do it out of the kindness of your own heart, that there's so, so much you can do the simplest things to help lift people yeah. up. When you get out of the military, the main thing is you feel like you lose your purpose and your mission. You know, when the problem, the, it's not a problem, but one of the issues we face is in face in the veteran world the military is, you know, every day you wake up, it's very structured. It's, you know, we wake up at this time, show up to PT, you then go to breakfast at this time. Then you show up and you do this on the, this time at this day. Uh, you know, everything's so structured. There's timelines for everything. Yep. Everything has its little time slot. So like breakfast is from only from, you know, eight 30 to nine 30. Mm-hmm. And then from nine 30 to, you know, 1130 is motor pool. And then, you know, you have all these structured times and it's all the time. And you're always, you're always given a mission, mm-hmm. you know, everybody throughout the entire military rank structure, you are reporting to somebody above you and you're either reporting, you're either taking reports from up high and giving them down to somebody lower or you're all the way down at the bottom, getting that, that last command of what to do and you carry it out. And when all of a sudden you're just thrust out, regardless even if you some people think they are ready to get out um like my brother for instance he wanted out he he had had enough eight years he was like i'm i'm done um i want out i want out i want out and now all he thinks about every day is being in and it's one of those things where we in the military we like to joke about when oh man what we do when we get out of the military sure um you know, I always had those thoughts too, man, if I could just get out of the military, the things I would do. And then I got out and I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's a you different just, world out there. Oh, Oh yeah. It hits you like a ton of bricks. And, uh, you know, when you lose that, we, we as veterans, for some reason, we tend to lose that sense of that mission and what we're supposed to do next and not having somebody, uh, breathing down our neck uh, you know, of what to do or however. And then you go to a civilian job and most civilian jobs, you know, and I've, I've been in my fair share. I've done so many different types of, I've sold <laughs> from the time I got out of the military. I've sold watches. I've worked at an airport. I've 
done pest control. I've done wildland firefighting. I've Jeez. been a freaking receptionist for a mortgage company. Wow. Um, I've uh, delivered beer. Um, I've, man, what else? Let's see. I've hydro dipped uh, firearms. Um, wow. I've, oh, what else? What else? What else? Done security for a marijuana uh, dispensary and farm. Um, so you I, basically did what it takes. Yeah, I've yeah. done so much stuff. And, you know, I've cycled through jobs, one, because of just how you, you, I'm so used to certain rank structures and how things work. And then, you know, I would go to a, I would do a security job. And the marijuana one was one I was most worried about because – you know, I was doing it in a very sketchy area. Yeah. And at this time, you know, a couple of years back, it was still, it was sketchy. Right. And people were robbing dispensaries all the time out here, things like that, getting killed. And I'm guarding this dispensary and this grow by myself. Jeez. Oh, and I'm transporting thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars worth of the product and cash all over the place by myself. And I brought up so many security concerns and everything else. And you just get these guys that have never been in the military that are just like, well, whatever, just get the job like, done. Just get that. We haven't had any issues in the past type of thing, you know? Right. And it's like, y'all, you have not but <laughs> have you not seen the other guys that have been robbed on the side of the road or, I trust you know, the guy who's been in the military. Who's seen a thing. Yeah, exactly. You know, just things like that. So, I've I've had my fair share of disagreements with, you know, civilian bosses and things like that. And that's why one of the one of the greatest things about this is I'm my own boss and I don't have to rely on anybody other than, you know, the wife telling me what to do. <laughs> she's she's your superior <laughs> in this case. Oh yeah. And my daughter. <laughs> there my, you go. my my older daughter, she's she 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 she's the boss. But nice. um but yeah, you know, it's it's the losing the sense of purpose and things like that and losing your mission uh, is one of the, I think one of the driving factors and then uh, dealing with the mental uh, health aspect of it. That's where either people start coping using drugs and alcohol to cope with it mm -hmm. or end up su doing suicide uh, to try and cope with it. You know, those, are, those three things is what ends up typically leading to most homeless uh, veterans is the drugs and the alcohol. Mm -hmm. And then the worst of them all is when they commit suicide. So hopefully with Willby brothers, we can, we can grow this thing and kind of build a community where we bring guys in that are having difficulties like that and bring them in and help take, take care of them, get them back on the right track. You know, whether it's, they want to end up, running their own business or or doing something else later on my, my main thing is i just want to try and help save as many of them as i possibly can because i'm tired of seeing seeing you know just the other day actually um that day of the event i had gotten a phone call right before i had showed up um about a buddy of mine and i still don't know um if he's if he's uh alive um, but we got a cryptic message from a buddy that day saying that he loved us and uh, he's sorry. And 
none of us have been able to reach him since. So that day was a little, I was trying to deal with that as well at oh, that event. I'm so sorry. Um, that, I'm so but sorry. I haven't heard from him yet, but I know he's, he seen my message the other day. Uh, so obviously he looked at it, but I haven't heard anything from him since. But things like that are what would drive me to hopefully make this company the next biggest thing so we can help help that combat that stuff it's it's a heavy task to carry but you you're certainly someone who can handle that weight and i think that if we get enough people behind you and get enough people reaching out that we we can definitely turn that around and get people that's why they need freaking appreciate the hell out of you for letting me come on and uh talk about it and um adrian man that guy me and him, i he's i love him he's helped me out so much with uh just trying to come up with new ways like the the whole auction we did an auction earlier this year and then a raffle uh that dude's all about it so i'm super glad that i ran into him and then- uh I honestly think there's a reason for any meetings to happen and connections to be made. And there's, there's a certain energy between the two of you guys. And since you, I mean, you don't, you haven't only known each other for a little over a year, right? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I would say, I think we've known each other for, uh, like eight months. Okay. Yes. But it, <laughs> it's almost like you guys have never, seen you guys have been best friends and everything is it's just you just pick up or you leave off leave off if you oh, yeah. haven't seen each other for a long time it, the, it, the first time i actually uh met him based so what's funny too is he like i when i called him the day like the night my mom ran into him i called him and he's like oh shoot what's up like yeah i remember your mom she gave me your card blah 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 we started talking and I literally within a couple, like I would, I would say within like maybe a month, he was like, Hey, uh, can I donate a painting to you guys? And I was like, for, for what? <laughs> He's like, well, what if we did like some kind of auction or something and helped out like your cause with helping out homeless vets? And I was like, dude, if I, I'll pay you for the painting, like, that that's no problem like we can do something like that i'll pay you and then we can auction it off and he would not accept a dollar he donated donated a painting we wrapped or we auctioned it off i believe it was like six hundred dollars we auctioned it off for um and i turned around i used probably 90 percent of that to put a homeless uh a guy that had just recently gotten kicked out and was homeless put him in a hotel for a few days because he was on his he was on a downward spiral to that suicide yeah. realm yeah and uh put him in this like resort for a few days and uh put some money in his pocket and uh then we used the rest to buy more supplies for our homeless veteran um drop bags um and what's cool is that that vet that i'm talking about that we put in mm-hmm. uh ended up reaching out to me after his stay in this resort and was like, dude, I'm, I'm thinking freaking clear now. And, uh, you freaking saved my ass. That's fantastic. I did that. That wasn't me. I literally did nothing. That was Adrian donating that artwork and the people that, uh, that bought it through the auction 
those are the those are the guys that saved saved his bacon, not what, me. What's beautiful uh, about that, and I don't know how much of the mumbo and jumbo you get into, but uh, Adrian on the podcast last week was talking about uh, manifestation and yeah. you know positive uh, vib- good, positive vibrations. And yeah. I think when you put that kind of intention into a project like that or a project like yours, and it touches somebody in a way, in a different way than it would just as a, oh, here's, here's just something to help you out. No, it's, it's, it's almost like a hug. It's almost like a, a heartfelt mm. reaching out and changing people's lives and raising their vibrations up to where we, to where you want them to be, to be in that good place. Yeah. No, definitely. That's exactly what it was. That's fantastic. Yeah. And so that's why, like, he reached out to me literally not too long ago and was like, let's do another one. But so last month we have, we have these challenge coins, which I gave, I gave you the first challenge coin. Yeah. And it's my first one. Um, And I have it here in the studio with me every day, which I am super stoked. I'm, I'm your first. Yep. That's awesome. That's it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but uh those challenge coins you know we still have uh uh, several left uh and those challenge coins are one thing where a hundred percent um we eat the cost on those uh there were there's only a hundred of them made wow um and a hundred percent of those challenge coins go to the the proceeds from it go to helping homeless vets um and whether it's we buy them food, buy, uh, buy more supplies to make these bags even better, mm-hmm. um, buy tents, uh, things like that, whatever we can do, uh, put somebody, help somebody out with some, uh, you know, maybe rent that's about, they're about to go homeless, things like that. That's what we use that money for, uh, from the challenge coins. Hey, but do you mind sharing yeah. what a challenge no, coin good. is for those that might not be, uh, up to date with the lingo? Yeah. Yeah. So challenge coin is pretty much essentially exactly how it sounds it's a coin they'll be in different shapes and all sorts of different things different sayings on them and when you do something that deserves uh, a recognition that can't be given by giving you like a medal or a ribbon of some sort they'll present you with the challenge coin and it's something that you know, you cherish, you never, you always have those challenge coins. And a lot of people, you know, buy these displays uh, from other veteran companies. You can display all your coins on them. But what you always do is you always keep your best challenge coin on you. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why it's called challenge coin is because when you go to a bar or like you're at the VFW or something like that, and another veteran's there, when you put your challenge coin on that bar, bar table, if you can't produce a better challenge coin, you buy the first round of drinks. <laughs> that's awesome. So, uh, <laughs> so that's just kind of like that's kind of like the hitting cut or like the code of yeah. the challenge coin, you know. So how how can you tell which one is is better? Uh, just whichever you know. It's not necessarily size matters or anything like that. It's yeah. just uh. What'd you get it for? Got it. Um, so there, cause you got to tell yeah. the story behind it too, in a sense, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. You kind of got to be like, yo, I got this for doing this, right. you know? Right. And you kind of just, it's kind of a mutual agreement between the two. You look at each other's challenge coin, you kind of take into consideration both 
reasons why it was presented to you or who gave it to you. That's another one. Like if the secretary of defense gave you a challenge coin or general Mattis or, or Petraeus or somebody like that gave you a coin, if somebody got like a coin from general Petraeus, but another person got a coin, just your Lieutenant, then obviously guy that got one from general Petraeus that he wins. So it's just, it's kind of just like a, it's one of those hidden code things. Not all people in the military understand that. Um, which is not, but it's an, not all people. It's, it's an awesome challenged. incentive for people to to help for the cause too, because now you yeah. know having that weight of it and and being able to carry it around and it has a exactly. Tropic Thunder affiliation where it says you never go full yeah. retard on the back. So <laughs> I mean, come on, it's, so it's perfect. I, yeah, when when making that challenge, I we had a shirt. Uh, we don't have it up anymore. We had a shirt where it had that that phrase and. Robert Downey Jr. on the back of it. Yeah. And we got into a lot of trouble on Instagram and things like that. We weren't allowed to tag the shirt or anything. Gotcha. Um, the coin we still get in trouble with and I have to always appeal it. But yeah, the challenge coin, it's it's a way for you, you know, in the military you get a challenge coin for doing something of a certain caliber, right? Mm-hmm. Well, we're giving you're buying this challenge coin and we're presenting you this, this challenge coin as you are stepping up and being a part of the solution to helping combat this whole veteran homelessness. You know, two words that should never be in the same sentence as veteran and homeless. Exactly. And with you buying those challenge coins, that's what you, you've desert you, you are being honored by us as being able to hold on to that challenge coin. You know, I don't think we've mentioned the website once, but I'll definitely make sure to get it in the uh, oh. the show notes. But if people want to get in on this, WoobieBrothersApparel.com. Our main thing is homeless veterans. That's that's what comes first. And so just anybody that wants to help out in any way, shape, or form, we have people that send us, you know, toothbrushes and toothpaste because uh, they don't necessarily want to buy, like, they don't really wear camo or wear military-themed whatever. Um, you know, you can always hit me up, and if you want to just send – uh, items to add to our drop bags. We have people send us stuff all the time to do that. So if anybody who's out there listening, if they know of a homeless veteran or if they're a homeless vet themselves, if they reach out to you somehow through, oh, yeah. uh, you know, through the show or through, um, through Ruby brothers, com or even through the social media pages, would you be able to help them out? Like, cause you, oh, yeah. it's almost like a, uh, you, you also work closely with, the uh, transition centers, uh, which yeah. is, which is also what the enduring campaign is all about, right? Yeah, I have a I have a lot of information and resources and uh, people I've you know connected with since doing this and being in my own troubles myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've, I've definitely got a lot of information that, uh, unfortunately, there's a lot of like the, the veteran transitional centers. They're very they're not known, right. uh, which is. Really, really, I, I, if I would have known about these veteran transitional centers when I was in need, it could have changed everything. Um, and so the Enduring Campaign, that's that's the you know organization that we helped out with uh, for this raffle. We just cut them a $2,500 check. Nice. Um, and that was from proceeds raised from the raffle as well as our challenge coin sales. Oh, that's uh, all last month, our challenge coin, we took a hundred percent of it uh, and sent it to them as well. Right on. So 
uh, we raised, yeah, over $2,500. So that was freaking awesome. Uh, Rochelle's going to be able to do so much great work in getting these transitional centers, uh, so much equipment and, and things that they need. It's, it's going to help out tremendously, but yeah, if, if anybody ever needs any help, I mean, it doesn't even have to be in regards to being homeless. Like if you're a small time veteran, you do some like woodworking and you're just trying to figure out how to, how to get yourself out there and set, like how to build a website, whatever. Like I've got so much knowledge and information that I would love to share with anybody that's trying to do anything like that. Like the, the place I got my first, uh, like, cause I didn't know how to build a website. I'm a big dumb, dumb. I know how to shoot guns. <laughs> um, so I didn't know anything about websites or anything like that. And I linked up with this guy that owns a thing called man-made customs. Mm -hmm. And it's like an Etsy for pro two a, um, you know, things. Cause like Etsy will shut you down if you sell like certain things. Sure. They have their own um, guidelines, right? Yeah, I got shut down on Etsy for some reason because I have chicks with guns. Okay, uh, yeah. Rocking my stuff. Right. So, you know, uh, man-made customs, you can go and build a website essentially for free. It'll be a man-made customs forward slash whatever your business name is dot com. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's like a marketplace that you can go and get make your own. You can get a website link to post up on your stuff for people to go to. There's payment processors and stuff like that that you can get set up. Super easy. It's very basic. Um, the guy, Adam, that runs it, super cool dude, can help you out, whatever. Nice. Um, but that's where I got my start. And, you know, so I got tons of knowledge like that. So if anybody ever needs any help with anything like that, especially in regards to homelessness, or, we're still real small. We may have 16.5, I think, on Instagram right now. Um, but we're we're still small i literally do all the communications whether it's email phone instagram facebook mm -hmm. whenever you message those you're talking to me um oh, shoot. you're not talking to some employee of mine or anything like that my my kids are my employees they're my little child labor they pack <laughs> stuff but i i deal with everything uh so if anybody ever needs any kind of help seriously reach out so WoobieBrothersApparel.com is the website and uh, Wooby Brothers Apparel on Instagram and Facebook uh, to join yep. and, and keep up to date with everything that's going on. You do a lot of live videos. Uh, I, I noticed that you're on Twitch. Um, you're, are, you yeah. playing, are you playing Call of Duty on there? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> right now, just uh, streaming Warzone. We just started that up. Nice. Uh, and that's another platform that we're using the money uh, to go to charitable causes like the enduring campaign and stuff. So Brilliant. any, any like subscriptions or, uh, donations that come through Twitch, uh, that's where all that money goes to. So I imagine so, that the, the whole call of duty Warzone uh, players guild are comprised of probably veterans or, you know, soldiers <laughs> that are still in, in service and like 14 year old kids who are super good because, uh, yo, I've got my ass handed to me by plenty of kids. That's for sure. <laughs> I can't even, man. I, I tried, I tried <laughs> and I'm not, I'm really not that good, but it's fun to watch people that are, and I'm, I'm, at, I'm, I'm not the best, <laughs> uh, but I, you know, I have, I have some moments, uh, 
I like to uh, call myself uh, the Chris Kyle uh, of the RPG world. Wow. Um, because I am like a sniper with the RPG in the game. <laughs> um, I, I'll shoot that RPG like 600 meters and smoke people Damn. or vehicles. So That's awesome. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I'm, stuff I'm like definitely that. not the best. I try and make it entertaining. Uh, we try and do like uh, some cool stuff like Thirsty Thursdays. Uh, we'll try and play like the uh, try and get some people together to play the uh, Call of Duty drinking game. Oh, cool. Right on. So that always ends up in just a shit show and shenanigans of <laughs> me and my buddies drunk and yelling at each other. And yeah, you know, it's a lot. It's, it's fun. It sounds like a great yeah. time. And anybody can get involved through through the social media. Uh, yeah. I know there's a lot of gamers on, that listen. And on Twitch, it's just Woobie Brothers. Cool. Uh, if you just type in Woobie Brothers, uh, you'll find us. So. Well, that's awesome. And man, I was trying to think there was one more story that I was wanting wanted to bring up and I can't remember it right now. And of course, as soon as I get oh, off course. the recording, it's going to come back to my come back. Was, to me. was it something I mentioned at oh, the brewery or? Yes. So, uh, so the connection like this, this whole kismet meeting between you and Adrian, um, you, oh, yeah. you had actually commissioned Adrian to do a painting um, for a oh, loved one yes. that, that passed away. Yes. Do you mind yes. sharing that story? Of course. Thank so, you. Adrian, this dude is so insane. Please go follow him. The guy, every time I have to, my mom, every, every event we go to, my mom's bought a painting now. Uh, oh, awesome. Uh, they just bought that. Not the, not the Indian head one where it was three, not the $3,000 one, <laughs> yeah. uh, but the other one with the headdress. Yes. The, she was like blue. Yes. My mom bought that one. Oh. But, uh, no, yeah. So I hit up Adrian because so he, like I said, he donated the one piece or like earlier on this year to be auctioned off. And when I went to pick up the painting from him at I think it's called Chiodi or Coyote Seller. Or, I think it's it Chiodi's. Chiodi's, yeah. yeah. Um, so he was doing an event there, and I picked up the painting from him, and we were looking at paintings, and my mom bought one of his paintings. And, uh, he had this painting that I, I, well, he did this thing where he put a paint pen on the canvas and just like scribbled this like lady's figure, but never left, lifted the paint pen off the canvas. Mm -hmm. And I was like, dude, this is sweet. I was like, how much, how much for this? And he like handed it to me and I was like, God dang it. No, I want to buy it off you. Stop (laughs) giving out your artwork. You son of a gun. And, uh, so I hit him up and I was like, look, do not give me this painting for free. Mm-hmm. I want a painting of my dad who passed away. I uh, met that uh, he died of cancer. He passed away at 55 way too, way too soon. He was healthy dude. Uh, I didn't get to, uh, unfortunately do a lot of things that and make up to him in ways that I've, wish I could. Um, and so I wanted a painting of my dad done. And I was like, look, I want a nice painting of my dad done this picture. So my dad holding like a red solo cup where it's on a, a dirt bike trip that we went on. Uh, and I actually was like severely injured in that dirt biking trip. So it means the picture means a lot because my dad fucking saved my ass. Um, and it's of him leaned back with a red solo cup with these goofy girly sunglasses on. 
um, and his hat backwards and he's got this shit eating grin on his face. So I'm like, can you do a picture to like, or a painting, a portrait painting of this? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I sent him a picture. The background is of him sitting in our fifth wheel trailer, super bland, obnoxious looking, you know, cabinets and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And, uh, all of a sudden my mom freaking shows up and like, I was like, Oh, uh, Adrian gave us this painting to give to you. I'm like that son of a freaking <laughs> gun. Sneaky. And all of a sudden my mom pulls it out and hands it to me. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, hold on. And I like go through and I'm digging through my messages. And I'm like, I never told this dude to add the an orange KTM dirt bike in the background. It's very specific. So, yeah. Like he took he completely washed out the background. It's like uh, like it's like a sky background with a dirt bike like on a kickstand like behind him and it's the exact style ktm my dad had wow and i never once i like oh, dug through all my God. messages not once did i ever mention for him to add the ktm into the background oh. and so i was just freaking blown away because that was my dad's favorite dirt bike like so I, it was just gives me yeah, chills phenomenal i'm that, so glad i freaking ran into him that is so he's cool. definitely a brother to me for sure i'm glad in a short amount of time and I'm, I'm just glad that he's that your paths have crossed and i know he's had a similar impact on me um as well so um, i'm just glad that both of you guys are, are still here and and uh fighting the good fight to, to help raise the vibrations but also help your brothers um yeah and man that's all it's always about you're awesome me, for sure you're so awesome Aaron, I, I don't think I have any more questions for you, man. Do you have anything else that, that we missed that you wanted to bring up? Uh, any future um, events or anything? Uh, so we're we're trying to um we're trying to get some events going out here in Reno. Um I will be doing uh there's a thing called the Irrevelant Warriors. Um they do this thing called a silky hike all over the US. Uh, it's a nonprofit and it's to get a bunch of veterans together. Um, that, and we all go out on a hike in silky shorts, which are short shorts. I've um, heard of this. Yeah. So <laughs> they do them all over the U S uh, Hawaii, Guam now, Europe now, but, uh, it's been, it's a nonprofit that was put together by a guy, uh, by the name of Donnie O'Malley who created vet TV. Um, and we're working with them. Uh, in July out here in Reno, there's going to be, hopefully we can get a big event going, but it's open to everybody. The only thing that's not in, and I'll explain why is, uh, it's it, the hike is solely only for, if you're a veteran. Um, however, after the, before and after the hike, there's going to be a big event set up with a bunch of booths and a bunch of companies are going to come out. We're going to have, like, I'll have a bunch of my gear out there for sale and, uh, we'll be doing some raffles and giveaways and things like that. Uh, and that's open to the general public. Um, but the actual hike is to be on the hike. You have to be a veteran. Um, and the reason behind that is, is the whole, uh, thing behind the Revenant warriors, uh, hikes are, it's to get veterans together to help prevent veteran suicide. And so, with a bunch of veterans, all in one, one group, we all go out and hike around the streets of Reno together. 
or wherever it is. There's one in like San Jose. I think there's one in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all over the place. And it's just to prevent like any issues. Cause us veterans, we kind of have a, a certain sense of humor, um, <laughs> and a certain way about us yeah. where we can say certain things to a certain or to a veteran and they won't take offense to it. Right. But if there's a civilian nearby, it could cause a lot of problems. Right. You guys um, are a bunch of pansies is what you're trying to say. <laughs> no, no, it's not that. It's just, uh, we have a weird way of showing like affection. You see, like you can see it. Like when we play, tw- like when I play Twitch, like right. with my friends, like, right. My veteran friends, I will, I will be so mean, mm-hmm. and people will be like, "Jesus Christ, you are s- such an asshole," <laughs> to, to that guy, and it's like, well, he's he's, I've served with him, like, right, <laughs> right. we can do that to each other. It it means differently yeah. between us. It's not that I hate him. It's <laughs> it's just how we talk to each other, and so it is to prevent any, um anybody from not wanting to express themselves or anything like that because there's other people around and it, it can force people to kind of shut down. Sure. Um, you know, on those hikes, a lot of people will, will, will talk about things on the, while we're hiking, like talk about like maybe somebody is having like suicidal thoughts. Um, well on that hike, we can work it out with them. But if there's somebody around that they, that isn't kind of a part of that community, they could, it could force them not to want to share what their troubles are. That makes sense. Yes, it does. So uh, we're going to be doing that uh, that hike July twenty fourth, I believe it is. But um, hopefully, we can. We're going to try and throw on some more events. I think Adrian, we're trying to work out a deal where he can come out here. I'm trying to talk to some of the breweries out here, see if we can get him to come do an art show out here, and try and spread the word about his art do some more raffles and uh, auctions and giveaways and things like that. So nothing really set in stone right now. Just uh, kind of playing it by ear waiting for, you know, restrictions to fully lift. Yeah. It's, it's a really happen, so. weird vortex we're living in right now. With so, yeah, you know, they're saying June uh, out here at least yeah. is the the rumor I'm hearing about going 100. percent Yeah, they're saying um, June 15th out here. I think they're gonna they're gonna try to do. It might be similar, you know, in the same timeline. But then again, like been. you know, they say that. But then I mean, do we really go back to normal? Are people really gonna go back yeah. to normal? You know, like <laughs> just gotta just gotta be nimble. Yep, and that that's you know that's why I try and keep our social media like very. I don't post anything. If you want to get away from the political and all that nonsense out there these days, come, come give us a follow. We yeah. don't post anything about that. You won't hear anything political out of Woobie brothers. We don't, we want to, we want to just stick to the Woobie and the cause of helping homeless vets. That's that's And, uh, try and try and get people outdoors and comfortable outdoors. That's all we're about. That's awesome. Place, a place of positivity. Exactly. I and it. I mean, uh, if if you're married, uh, hopefully your wife doesn't get too mad at you for liking our page. <laughs> you got to get some eye candy up there for the ladies too. Guys are hard to get to take pictures, man. True. I, we've got some, <laughs> we got some, uh, guy amb- ambassadors out there, but, uh, they're, they're, they're not like the, the ladies are very about 
I will, I'll get tons of pictures for you I'll share. and post them up. But they're a lot more photogenic than dudes. I mean, it takes exactly. a special dude to, to, you know, to make all exactly. the ladies happy as well. I'm sure. So anybody out there with a large <laughs> following, if you, if you're a man out there, you're a large yeah. following, you want to, you want to be an ambassador. You just hit me up. Maybe I'll start doing some push-ups and sit-ups and, and I'll apply like maybe eight months. There or we something. go. All right. There we go. Right on, Aaron. Thank you so I'll much. To, I'll get you like a cutoff Whoopi hoodie. Oh, okay. I mean, I'll I'll sport that now. I might not be as sexy as some of those ladies, but I'll do my best. I'll suck it in. All right. Perfect. <laughs> cool, man. Uh, well, we'll have to have you back on again. And whenever there are events coming up, please keep me uh, in the loop. And I would be yeah, thrilled to to get the word out, come out again and hang out, even if it's in Reno. I know we have a lot of uh, audience members out there in Reno that that would love oh, yeah. to, to come out to some. I know of those you guys well. come out here uh, for certain. Well, used to come out here for events and stuff like that. So, well, I, I've got family and friends out there, so I'll be out there plenty. Oh, uh, him. Well, you hit me up anytime you come out here. First rounds on me. Right on. I'll, I'll bust out my challenge coin. <laughs> Ooh, there you go. There you go. All right, Aaron. Have a great day, and uh, we'll be in touch. All right, sounds good. The rad. Broadcast.